0: Hey, everybody, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Kratom, the podcast about anything and everything. Kratom. Great to have you with us on this Wednesday morning. Hoping all is well with you out there today, as always. All right, let's jump right into this. So, if you don't know what my viewpoints have been so far on this ongoing, you know, part one, two, three series investigation from the Tampa Bay Times, Check out my most recent episodes on that. I don't want to take up uh, your time, you know, walking through things I've already said. So just listen to those if you want to hear what I've thought so far. I think I have a pretty balanced viewpoint on this stuff, but, you know, I'm biased. (laughs) for myself. So for this part three one, which is called uh, Part Three, Kratom's Path Across the U.S. is Marked by Deception and Secrets, published by Tampa Bay Times the other day. For this part three one, I think this stands apart completely. It's it is by far, in my opinion, the most informative and interesting kratom article that I have read so far to date. And that's saying something because I've read like hundreds of kratom articles, and most of them end up being bunk and just you know a vendor sponsored article. But like I've I've really been looking okay, and this is real journalism they went through a whole bunch of records and made calls and reached out and basically what they discovered is among other things the it's not a company actually the brand opms kratom which a lot of people probably who are listening to the show use but i'm not sure and i'm not offering my viewpoint on them because i don't have one because i've never used anything from them Um, This brand brand is basically like one of the main ones present when there's a Kratom-related death. It is often there, or at least that's how it seems portrayed to me. And that's, of course, the point they're making too. But what they discovered is that between the time the Kratom gets picked to the time that it reaches you, this brand's Kratom goes through potentially 16 different limited liability companies, LLCs. Quick 10 seconds on that. An LLC for those of you who don't know, is a limited liability corporation um, or is it company? I don't know, but either way, it's an LLC. <laughs> and it's essentially um, it's a way you can set up a business where like the owner of a business is not personally liable for the debts or the lawsuits that might happen. Um, there's financial incentives. The business itself isn't taxed uh, you know at the business level. Um, And then also there's a lot of ways in which you, depending on where your LLC is, foreshadowing here, by the way, you cannot disclose information about the owners of the LLC in different circumstances. So that's like a quick wrap on that, but certainly not extensive. Now, there's like 16 different LLCs involved here, Um, more or less. There's like research entities Um, Financial entities, supply chain management entities, sales and marketing entities, crisis management entities, the list goes on. And so Kratom for this brand is somehow potentially interacting with all these different LLCs in like different places like Colorado, Georgia, Wyoming. Like if you live in one place where you get OPMS Kratom, it might have gone to Colorado, Georgia and Wyoming first, not exactly the most direct route. Of course, that's you know not how all shipping works. I know that you don't just ship something directly to where it's going. It's, there's supply chains and everything. But this definitely seems weird. Why would there be that many LLCs in between? And why is there so much vagueness as to who is kind of running this show? That's kind of what they're digging into here. Why do they have LLCs in these places? Well... They're connected to them, at least, it seems. Wyoming would be a good place for an LLC. They're saying here because um, there's no income tax on individuals or businesses, uh, no corporate or franchise taxes. Um, Basically, an owner of an LLC there has pretty much complete privacy because they don't have to publicly disclose member or manager uh, identities of an LLC there, and uh it's pretty simple like annual costs and reporting requirements there so it's an ideal place for one georgia they have a lot of transportation uh, benefits it seems they have pretty strong support for. they have good road networks they uh, have a lot of incentives and support for public transportation that would have to do with shipping things and moving things supply-wise they have some initiatives having to do with like their ports, like their Savannah Harbor initiative. And then you have like Colorado, which is pretty balanced They're moderate in privacy laws. Um, they support R&D activities a lot with grants and research institutions. And they have some tax incentives, like if you're creating jobs, which you could create a job with an LLC, for instance. So um, there seems to be some benefit to having a bunch of LLCs in different places. But overwhelmingly what they're really finding is there's lots of ways in which you can cover up the identity of people and there's lots of ways in which you can deflect liability for something. And I think personally, personally, that no one should be connected to 16 different places like that um, without disclosure publicly. And I understand business works in different ways. I understand supply chain market is a beast that I don't understand. That's fine. But from the bit that I have looked into this, and I also have, like, from my jobs capacity, talked with different organizations like Corporate Accountability, which is a really cool organization. Um, So I've had a little bit of exposure to this sort of idea of companies having different names and changing them and uh, doing things behind the scenes. Um... From the little bit I do know, I don't like this at all. (laughs) I mean, besides the fact that I didn't even realize this part of it, but and the article drew my attention to this. OPMS. OPM? Opium. I don't know if that's a stretch or not, but I thought it was interesting that they said it kinda sounds like Opium. And then I'm even think taking it a bit bit of a step further. It's like OPMS. (laughs) OPM-esque? Are they saying kratom is opium-esque? <laughs> anyway, um, the, the other interesting part about this is that they're drawing all this together, saying that there's this potential connection, seemingly confirmed connection to the industry. Um, Peyton Paléo, which uh, apparently I don't know anything about him, um, he was like a major distributor of the illegal spice, you know, synthetic cannabis type of drug industry uh, a number of years ago. I'm completely out of my element here. I'm just kind of saying what they say here. And he now seems to be connected to all of this. And it's hard to tell, but they do keep finding his name popping up in different places where they can find it. And there's a whole lot of detail there. Now, I'm going to stop rambling here and just say one thing, and then I'm going to let you all go read this. I think that what they have uncovered here, you could even just take a step back away from the specifics and just think more generally. I think they have uncovered a completely helpful thing to uncover when it comes to how do we move forward with Kratom. My takeaway is this. Yes, regulation is needed, but like a KCPA does not do what is necessary here. The number of LLCs, the ways in which it seems, this is, I I doubt this is just OPMS, by the way. It seems like, there's a real potential for a lot of Kratom companies to be doing this, where they're they're sending their products in different places, connecting themselves in different places to get around quality control, liability for if something does get, you know, go wrong, and and not knowing who is in charge of an operation or the the brains behind it. I don't like that. So I appreciate that they published this. It's going to make me take a step back and wonder, you know, where am I getting my Kratom from and how connected are they to different companies that might be kind of covering for them in different situations? I still don't see Kratom as any more dangerous than I did a few days ago yet. However, they are drawing my attention to things that I think are so important. So, so important. I'm glad that they're publishing this. I'm glad they did the work. I'm very proud of the fact that that there are independent journalists out there willing to do this. Because journalism is a dying industry. And I think that uh, independent investigative journalism like this doesn't often get uh, much attention. And I think that it should. So I, I love that they did this. And I like this article a lot. Um, I want to know more. So hopefully we will. All right, everyone. Again, just my personal immediate reaction. And I'm not a, I don't have verified sources on confirming any of this or whatever. I just, I was taken aback by the level of detail and um, how how much of a network it really does seem to be. And I want to know more. All right, everyone. I'll talk to you again soon. Take it easy. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.